Hello. 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 Welcome Hello. to Are We Live? Episode number 31 slash episode number four. In Cold the fire. Of this fire quarantine Jeez. to your area. Uh, with me, Barnett. Me, Tom. Me, Alpha. Me, Jordan. Boys, we've done, done, we're consistent. I'm surprised. Man, I read something, because I just heard the way Tom said that, and then I thought about the way I just said that. I saw Sango post a tweet recently. Good good conversation starter, I think. Jeez, segue. And Sango said, do you know Sango, the producer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. SoundCloud, SoundCloud, days. SoundCloud days, man, yeah. The SoundCloud, yeah. Selection. See, he said, oh, it's interesting. You hear people talk. People have an accent that they speak in, but everyone sounds American. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fascinating because I sounded well. I sound hybrid, but I have the Americanisms in some of my words. But there was a really good debate about like how he says like singers from the UK sound American and okay mm. and like that sort of thing. And um, what do you guys think about that? <laughs> I think we spoke about this before, no? We actually got a message from someone. Um, asking us to talk about this. Oh, really? So, uh, yeah, someone called... Um, hold on, I'm trying to find it. By the way, Alpha's wearing an incredible... Alpha's blanket. Every week, every week Alpha comes with a Bro, fresh... I love this the blanket, The blanket man. vibe. Imagine Alpha's wearing an invisible cloak. Invisib- invisib- Is that much? Yeah, all, all your fans <laughs> are going to be wearing these capes. <laughs> that would be sick. That would That's be a sick, sick idea. But that is a, such a sick idea. Um, the reality is, yeah. you know, from end and I'm just ended up with the coldest room in the house. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just me, bro. Oh, yeah. So I need, I need, I need this blanket. Come but um, yeah, what, what's, I'm trying to find, yeah, so I found this thing. Yeah. yeah, it's basically like someone called underscore McChin, yeah. um, sick name, asking us to talk <laughs> about artists having different singing voices to speak in. So Mad. just in general, so that even makes it a mm. bit more general. Jordan's... Jordan's yeah. point was a bit more specific, like everyone sounding American. Um, yeah, but yeah, it, for me as as a singer, it's been a, it's been a journey because I used to sing when I started singing. I'd I'd sing certain words American. I had a singing teacher at the time, and she was like, "That's horrible. Stop it." You know. And then really, and I was a bit, what, I was a bit offended. What, yeah. I was kind of offended at the time, and 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 then moving forward, I I've now kind of found a hybrid where some some words are a little bit American, some words are, are British. It's kind of like what, what's what's wrong with singing know? an American accent? Well, she was just like you're you're not American, like mm. you know. And yeah, she was like right. a classically trained kind of opera singer vibe. So mm. that's not the vibe in opera. What's no, <laughs> yeah, I've never I've never heard an American accent <laughs> singing opera in my life. Um, Okay, so like you, so you, so it's kind of frowned upon to sing in a different accent. Is that what is that what it? Is? To her, I think. I, to I, her, but I'll not tell yeah, you not, this, not in the pop world. Like if I was um, if I didn't sort of, you know, if I wasn't born in London and and sort of you know the come up of Graham and stuff like that, like because singing was already it was like we were already brainwashed into like mm. like understanding and accepting everyone singing in, in an American accent. But I used to hate when I heard like a UK rapper with an American accent. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like if yeah. anyone yeah. that's from like the UK, you know, rapped in American, like yeah, that's rapping's a, different, man. Why is it different? Yeah, why is it different, Tom? Just because they, I, I, I'm just, I'm not saying that's not my opinion. It's just if you're a British rapper who's rapping an American accent, you get shot down. But if you're a singer, 
you, you, there's more room to get away with it. I feel like. But isn't the default the default for singing kind of an American accent anyway? Yeah, I think the thing kind of, the yeah. thing that I read a lot of the comments going back to Sango in that specific post, like I would relate to, is like music, especially singing, also rapping, is like you're imitating who you listen to as an artist growing up, and if I listen to like Bob Marley and and Stevie, there are some words in my earlier years that I had like <laughs> Bob Marley pronunciation of words because I basically strictly listened to reggae. Um, but what about uh, maybe to make it more like thing to you? Because we talked about this really briefly. I think it was at a show or something. But what if someone from Liverpool had a London grime accent? How Terrible. do you feel about that? Terrible. Because that's, that's, that's I think but it's all any- they've listened to is London grime. I would get so it's really interesting because there's this guy because um, what's happened now a lot of the time is, is like an, even a step further right where like Africanisms in like grime and like hip hop and drill and these kind of UK genres in the rap genres like Africanisms are starting to come out and come through so there are some artists that are putting on African accents to sing Afro beats so is that wrong? Do you know what I'm saying? Like I don't think it's just now just Americans anymore because you can have British people with London accents that will sing a song that are putting on an accent yeah. to kind of fit the genre. So I, I kind of just feel like it's this idea of like fitting in um, and some genres it can work with, some it can't. I think, yeah, with like, yeah, with like, yeah because yeah, you hear like an Afrobeat singer or like yeah. sometimes even with reggae as well, yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, reggae's big like, one. You hear it in, in South East London as well. It's kind of like the King Crawl effect. Yeah. Right? A lot of yeah. artists have kind of started speaking with the that southeast london vibe stop it my yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. man post, i call it post king cruelism <laughs> yeah it's weird because he started yeah, it and i love king cruel in it but i just i love king but Krul. then don't you just get i'm influenced by it yeah, don't you just get at, like like cringe when you can tell it's not real is it like authenticity that we're trying to like argue about i think and that's that, what sango's main problem is is like if you're not speaking in the accent how are you how does it... Because I guess he is the one with the accent, so it's hard for him to imagine having another accent, singing in another accent, maybe. But then isn't that kind of like... Like, when I rap, I go deep... Like, my voice goes deeper when I rap. I have a rap voice. Is that wrong, then? No. <gasps> Am I a fraud? No! Oh, God! What do you think, Alpha? <laughs> I, um... I think I've probably just got that issue across the board, maybe. Just... But it's much less. There's much. I'm much more lenient when it comes to Americans singing, mm-hmm. because that was already in place way before I was born and stuff like that. So everyone was singing in an American accent. It's only because I've heard different rappers from different places and stuff like that. And I've seen the switch with rappers. In I've been in studio when rappers, you know, Pep Squeak voice will lower it. Hey hey hey, 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 people sound like the way they would sound every day but mm. sort of what's accepted is you know you've got to be sort of realistic as well like if if things are people's and there's a the other argument in it about um 
the American accent being a lot smoother than the British accent in terms of like when it comes to singing, it might be easier to sing certain things with an American accent than it would like with a harsh sort of like yeah yeah I agree the way the way we talk yeah you know it I mean? sounds nicer doesn't yeah. it certain words that's yeah but I think yeah. it sounds so nicer because you have your familiarity with like yeah, you grew up listening to yeah. American yeah, yeah I'm yeah. trying to think of a word that, for example but like but, to be honest with you but, even like sometimes I um uh sometimes uh sometimes I rap yeah and I was I rap my verse in American accents to see. And it just sounds so much better. Like, just way... Like, immediately when you're rapping in an American yeah. accent, it just sounds way better. Did you listen to predominantly American hip-hop or UK hip-hop? I'm a fraud. Sound I didn't really listen to hip-hop that much when I was younger. Oh, really? What did you listen river. to? <laughs> Tom, what's wrong with you? I'm trying to... I'm, try, I'm trying to sing South of the River in an uh, American accent. Won't you go south of south the river? South of the river. <laughs> it sounds worse. It sounds worse. We're the chaser and the go. We go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I I think I think it is an interesting thing. Like it's it's a it's authenticity is mm. comes into comes into question a little bit. Do you know what I mean? I think that's I personally think everyone you should be as real real as possible to you, mm. but at the same time it's not up to anyone else to decide what your real thing is. Yeah. Like if Jordan, as Jordan said, if you're literally, you know, you've been listening to this stuff since you're young. So like even in your actual language, your actual slang. So for example, yeah. I'm not from Jamaica or the Caribbean, yeah. but that's influenced a lot of London slang, which Tons I use. Yeah, that's I, wouldn't, so I wouldn't say Wagwan yeah. as a Ugandan. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like what yeah. should I not be saying that because yeah. I'm not Jamaican? Like it's, it's sort of in me this London slang now. So I don't know. It's, it's sort of like where do you stop it? I mean, there are definitely frauds where I'm just like, no, you shouldn't be doing this or you shouldn't be doing that. What, what but makes again, them a I fraud? Guess it's what, my opinion. Yeah, yeah. What's the what makes them a fraud? Though? I think we kind of got to try and pinpoint like what you know, like is it what is it like when it's too much or is it when it's like it doesn't feel ri- like because yeah, we all do it to some yeah, extent. That's what I'm so so how yeah? Where is that yeah, line? Where's the line? Exactly. Yeah. I, I, annoying or I, I can think of a few people that <laughs> save their names I, I, I won't name say and shame names. them <laughs> but like that potentially name man shame um, we that, should have an episode called name and shame, <laughs> shame oh man just a list we don't say anything else just, just names of people that we hate <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of the podcast oh, but what on, about like um, I know s- some people that like, have, have had really really different upbringings to the way that they are now and now they're like rude boy london uh, oh yeah slang i know thing. a couple of those yeah yeah and um, yeah. like yeah. i i not even british and i feel like i can see through it i, what you, I mean you guys can surely right yes 100 percent, man yeah um yeah no there are guys who, who go to private schools and then and then come out acting like they don't pew, and then it's just pew, 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 yeah. and then oh man yeah <laughs> There's That's a lot a of frauds episode. out there. There's yeah. a lot of frauds. There's tons and the of thing them. is, yeah, the problem with frauds is that a lot of the time it goes it goes unchecked. And yeah. if you say stuff, you you're hating now. Like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't really know how to approach certain things, man. Do you know what I mean? I don't know how to approach certain things. Alpha Alpha. In what way? Uh, sorry, Alpha, how do you feel about so me and Alpha grew up together like in terms of like we went to nursery together and grew up in the same area and our area is, is pretty 
Paul, is that, is that a good way of saying it? I don't know. Like, it's, it's a tough area to grow up in. And so I think I get more offended when I see people trying to emulate the upbringing that I'm from and that, that, that real effects of what I've, I've experienced, real effects of the area that I've grown up in and the situations I've had and people trying to then utilise that to like as cool points. It, it, it's kind of like, you know, it, 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 I don't know. I get, I get agitated in terms of like, why do you want that anyway? Like, why would you want those experiences? What? Are there people who pretend they're from um, Stratford? No, first of all, I'm not from Stratford. <laughs> you always say that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. That's funny. You can't imagine people wanting to be from Stratford. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> who wants to be from Stratford? <laughs> so I, I should name this one. Who wants to be from Stratford? <laughs> That's definitely what you be called. Um, but no, it's the idea of it. Like, So not necessarily my area per se, but the lifestyle of like having it hard and being coming having the come up and like you know yeah yeah um, it was, it was funny I, I read a, um, an interview with um uh notorious big's mom and uh like they were talking about her, like his lyrics and stuff how he's like was be like he used to struggle and she was like no he didn't like what like <laughs> the guy went to like he had like I, I taught him he was a great reader like da, 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 da. we had food on the table i had a decent job like he wasn't struggling mm. like that but it's the idea of the struggle um is that like? Isn't it interesting how no one wants to listen to a privileged rapper who who came from a privileged background? Because it, like, I can't really think of many rappers who I disagree. Who started from a from a point of Drake in it career wise started from a point of privilege. Drake. Drake. Drake's the biggest rapper in the world, and he is as middle class as they come. Really? Is he? Yes. I don't know what what's, oh, what's so his story. I, I said yes like that, but like obviously yeah, you didn't know. Um, Drake like his so Drake what is is um <clears throat> is from Canada, and his mum is like um, a Jewish lady, um, and he was a child star, a child um, film star. Like he went to like, he was in a, a TV show called Degrassi, um, and came from a middle class background and stuff. And then yeah, he went from there, and then oh, really? after that became. That like signed with Lil Wayne or whatever, and then became the biggest rapper in the world. I think, I think the thing about rap is, I think it is about struggle. So like say say like him, also Kanye West is is, is very middle class as well. Yeah. Um, but the, what it is is the idea of still they're still struggling that being a going against the grain. Being like Kanye was like the first one to be like, but I'm not hood and I'm not from the roads. But I like I want to. I, I dropped out of college like. That's my that's my right. struggle. So there's still struggle in it. It's just not the same struggle as like I sold drugs, I whatever. Right. It's a different type of struggle. But I think rap music yeah. is about this idea of overcoming the struggle. So like Drake's would be like people yeah. counted me up because I was a child star and didn't rate me as it's that. It's often yeah, it's often <clears throat> struggle yeah. based. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Which is interesting, yeah. It's not it's not the same with singer songwriters. Yeah, exactly. Totally different. The thing is, though, art is art is struggle based. I think art is like like expand on sort of oppression, basically. Like mm. to use art, I don't know. I, that's how I feel about art to sort of use art effectively. What people have been doing over the years, and I'm talking over the like maybe hundreds of years. Yeah. Um, art's been to sort of display what's going on at the time, or to uprise against something, or to hit out against something, or I don't know, just sort of unleash emotions that you probably wouldn't yeah. in everyday life. Yeah. And sort of explaining your struggle is is definitely some mm. of that. I don't know. I'd, that's what I mean. I don't really understand the, the backwardsness of coming from a, a, a good place and wanting the, um, I don't know, 
wanting to struggle or wanting to have come up, oh yeah, I wish I, I was broke or I wish I, uh, you know, was involved in that like, criminal activity as well and stuff like that. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. If you speak to anyone that's done well, that's come from where I've come from, yeah, nobody is focusing <laughs> or pushing yeah. that yeah. at all. Yeah. If you talk to any, anyone you think is like anything, in London, like anyone you think that's had a rough sort of up- upbringing or whatever, people that, people get to a certain point and they don't want to perpetuate that, perpetuate that anymore. They don't want to talk about that in interviews. That you, you want to bring up people's past. People are just, they're like, oh man, let's talk about the music, man. Let's, let's, mm. let's keep it, blah, blah, blah. Like people yeah. that's actually come from it, don't, you know, it's not a thing. It's not, gra- it's not, it's not fun. something you want to advertise to, yeah. to let other people, you're just explaining your own struggle. That's the mm. thing. Anyway, it's, mm-hmm. it is what it is, man. But yeah, I think the whole authenticity thing is interesting. And the whole sounding like people or sounding... I think the problem comes when you don't sound like yourself, whoever you class yourself to be. Mm. Like, you know who yeah. you are in real life, basically. You know who you are. And, um, but then, yeah, man. But then to, to, to kind of, like, be devil's advocate, yeah? Um, when I first started rapping, and I'm guessing when, I don't know, Jordan, when you first started singing or whatever... <clears throat> you, you emulate to then learn how to like use things. So, for example, there's rappers that I sounded like. I wanted to look like because I listened to them so much, and I wanted to learn how to flow like them, and then be able to have that in my arsenal, and then grow from there. So, like, I don't know, maybe it was you with um, <clears throat> Fat Freddy's Drop or or whoever. You were influenced by them. You go, okay, cool. I'm soaking all this information in, and then you're able to then change it and turn it into something that's now your own thing. So I yeah. think that's 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 where it's kind of tough as well because. Sometimes you, you, you do emulate who you're inspired by before you, like making your own sound. I think it took me personally a couple of releases before I really um, found my sound. Um, like I think I started off basically strictly singing like John Legend and Usher. Mm. They were like my influences up until I discovered like Freddie's and then D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't until I had like basically life experience mm. where I could talk about my own things, and then I, then I realized like for example I might might have written a lyric that doesn't fit the traditional way that John Legend maybe would have phrased it, and then yeah. I'm like okay well, this is finally my own voice, and then it turned into like so lyrically I finally created my own thing, and then I had to like my sonics slowly have changed into being like. I think my sound is consistent within my albums of having mm-hmm. like an element of a few different things of my inspirations. But like um, definitely at first, my first few songs and beats I ever made were like, they sounded very much like Kanye West or like the songs sounded like early John Legend stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's because I was young and I think, yeah, I think... How, how would you advise people that are, are young, that are starting out, that are emulating people um, to then how, how did you go about going from copying as it were to then creating your own sound like what steps would you guys advise to people yeah. that are starting out in that I think it's me, just <clears throat> sorry there you go. Sorry, for me that's a almost a completely different point which I think we've even touched on in other podcasts about um, influences and how your influences shape you and there's a direct sort of lineage yeah? I was listening to a Blackfoot interview um, the other day he was with um, Crooked Eye where he basically, he didn't stop. Like, Crooked Eye basically asked him a question like, oh, who are your influences? And he literally just said, 
I am an MC that is composed of, then he said, uh, I think he said Chuck D, uh, Big Daddy Kane, Cool G Rap, uh, Rakim. He said like five names basically. Yeah. Like, and he was so sure about these are the components that make up me. Yeah. And if you listen to him rapping and they'll go listen to those guys, it's like, oh, okay, a mix of these guys makes him. It makes sense. 100%. I'm not talking about that because that's still him. Do you know what I mean? That's, yeah. I'm not, when it comes to an authenticity thing, it's not like you're not allowed to sound like anyone else. And if you sound like anyone else, that means you're not real. That's not what the thing is. Yeah. The thing is um, sort of perpetuating a fake version of yourself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So if you understand yourself to be influenced by these people and it comes through in your music, I don't have any mm. sort of problems. For me, that's even a completely different thing in yeah. general. Yeah. It was more, it's more the whole perpetuating a fake. So I don't want people to start making music and go, oh man, I sound a little bit like this, so I'm going to scrap this song. Yeah. I don't, I, people, everyone's constantly evolving to, like you're, you're evolving and then, you know, you'll be interested in this stuff, you'll be interested in that stuff. Later down the line, you might never, you might not sound like anyone else, who knows? Yeah. But that's not the point that you've become, you know, the real you. You were always you as long as you were doing what you were into at the, at the time you were doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah definitely. But yeah, that's yeah. mine. For, for me, I, so I started, I was obsessed with Jay Diller. So I'd be copying Jay Diller's style beats and I'd be really trying to work out whatever he's doing and I'd, I'd try and emulate that, right? right. And, then, and then as time went on... Um, you know, obviously, I, I, I'm a guitarist and, and that got integrated into the beats of me trying to sound like Jay Diller. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't just like Jay Diller anymore. It was it was like, you know, very Jay Diller inspired, but with my guitar playing and chords and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then and then it kind of evolved. So it started off me co- trying to copy someone and then it kind of became something else. Yeah. Do you guys have any tips yeah. yet? Do you guys have any tips like that you... So like for me, I think tips that I do, I could suggest is that <clears throat> try not to... Like kind of what you said earlier, Alpha, with Black Thought... <clears throat> I, I tried not to um, emulate one person. I would yeah. be like, who like have a range of people that you're inspired by. So therefore, you're taking bits mm. and pieces of different people to get, to create something new. Whilst adding adding your own voice, that's one step I would recommend to people. Is that like with me, um, my I think like my yeah. five influences are like uh, Kano, uh, Ghost Poet, The Roots, Tribal Quest, and Kendrick Lamar. So those are my five that I would be like. Those are, that's mm. that's who I am inspired by. And hopefully, if you listen to my music, you can kind of see angles of where it comes from. And then when you're able to do that, you have more of a range of things that you're kind of inspired by. And then you can maybe find your own voice. Yeah, Definitely. I, I agree with that. I think having different um, genres to have access to. Not, but then again, people sometimes people just like hip hop beats. Yeah. And then maybe within that, if they want to be a hip hop beat maker. Um, Actually, personally, I don't know because I'm I'm not that. But like maybe listening to very different styles of beat makers, like Scott Storch and then Pete Rock, yeah. and then maybe Pharrell. Yeah. And then you can like take the harmony from Pharrell and then the the yeah. Scott Storch lead lines <laughs> with the pitch bend. Yeah. And then yeah. <laughs> um, like mine, I got someone saying the other day on a YouTube video of mine that like. Oh man, this sounds like Buckley ripoff sort of thing. Some one of my songs sounds like a Jeff Buckley ripoff, and I was like, "That's a great compliment that they can hear any Buckley in, in any <laughs> yeah. of my music." Like 100%. I took that as a great compliment. Sort of what Alpha said about Black Thought. That's a good example of how like 
I can clearly see, oh, and you sort of mentioned yours, but I can clearly see and explain the D'Angelo part of my sound, the Buckley part of my sound, the yeah. Tribal Quest part of my sound sometimes, yeah. or like the Fat Freddy's. I can yeah. like tell you how they've all um, congregated into my thing, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think like Alpha said, as long as at the time what you were doing was like, I don't know, there was integrity there, then I think it's cool. I think if I was mm. to now go and make an Afrobeat album when I've had no, I don't know. I mean, we talked about this last week a little yeah. bit, but yeah. I have, it's not, even though I know it's popping off right now, I have, I don't know, there's no connect, there's no connection with that style of music Yeah. for me. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay, guys, I've got I've got a topic that I want to talk about. So, so last week I uh, I posted a, I posted on my Instagram about the new thing that Spotify are doing, where you can donate um, to artists. So you can literally donate money um, to artists rather than just streaming their music, right? <clears throat> and then I got overwhelmed by like uh, response and stuff. So I made a video. VP had Barney and thank you so much for the money. Right. Um so my my question to you guys is what's your view what's your view on like relationships with fans? Should you be that like is it too much? Like how do you relate to that? How do you guys navigate in that kind of space with like fan base? Um is it is it wrong to ask for the mo- like because everyone's struggling, everyone is struggling right now. It's not, you know, and and um you know, I, I'm I'm making music, so like I might not be as worse off as somebody else. Is that like because my, my me and my friend had a debate about it, and him him kind of being like, well, why do you why would people why why are you gonna ask people for money when everyone's struggling right now? Like, what what what's the point of of that? So, what's your viewpoint in like that kind of thing? If that makes sense. First of all, um, don't assume everyone is struggling. Bang. That's the first thing. Um, when I saw that Spotify donation thing, I was like assessing me and obviously struggling is relative and stuff like that. But um, yeah, for me, I was like, I don't need to put that, that button up there and, and it might take away from someone else that needs that button. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what, what, so what, because because somebody will donate to you, they might not not, not donate to somebody else. It's not that. It's just that I feel like I feel like honestly, um, if, if we're being honest, I know yeah, it's going please. on Spotify, but yeah. um, if Spotify made it like a just a new feature of Spotify, yeah. where where it's like an automatic button on every artist page, and it's just a different portal you can use to support any artist. Yeah. then cool but it's because they made it like okay you gotta request this and then you gotta set it up and then you gotta and I'm just like well just we'll just put up um, streaming percentages bro yeah that's that's just put up percentages streaming and yeah. help artists out that way yeah instead of putting the onus on artists mm. yeah to go on their so knees to, to listeners do you know what I'm saying to, to go on their knees to listeners who are oh, fans of the music who will yeah. support 100% do not you're putting the onus on artists and fans to to what to su- to support do you know what i mean when really and truly just put up percentages that's 100%. it like, do you mean royalty so, percentages yeah royalty royalty percentages like cuz it's all good and well um just putting a button that directs to an artist's paypal but really and truly that's not changing anything that button could 
if that button disappears, they could keep that button, do you know what I mean? Well yeah. into after um, this thing's gone. But it sort of like washes your hands of every, of, of, of you needed to change the system for musicians. Do you know what I'm saying? So mm. here's what it is, man. I think that's another thing people wanted us to talk about, but it's not really a long subject. You shouldn't really put the onus on artists and fans. That's my main point. Okay. That's my main point. You, yeah. You know, you know what I'm interested in, yeah? Is who decides, how do they decide what a stream is worth? Who decided the stream is worth that amount of money? I don't, I, that's one thing I don't understand is who decides that's what a stream is worth. They're different on every company. Every, every, exactly. every company has a different... Ex- ex- exactly. So why... So why is, People run the companies, I guess. Yeah, but like... And, and that's where it's... I think, Alf, back to Alpha's point, why it's so... It's so fucked. Because it's just like... You have the power. They literally have the power. They're a multi... Like, multi like, they make so much money. You have the power to up percentages. Literally. There's no... There's nothing stopping the up, the up like, of percentages. There's nothing being like... There's not like a government scheme that they're going, yo, this is this is how much this is worth. Nothing is in place like that. It's literally their decision on what it is, you know? And I think people forget that, like, all of these DSPs, um, like, sorry, uh, digital service, whatever. Yeah, that's platform, right. DSPs, yeah. Oh, all sorry, of, right. All of, yeah, I don't know what it stands for. I was like, what does it stand for? Um, no, all of these companies are tech companies. They're not music companies. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, these are, they are, they are tech companies. They're not, Music, they're not musicians' companies, they're tech. That is what they that's what they specialize in. That is their it's that, and I think that's when you kind of understand the business and and how how warped it is to the point where it's like, yeah, like Alpha's point, like, why, why hasn't that button been there before? Why, why wouldn't they put that button there before? Yeah, I saw, um, I saw JME post about this last night. I think, did you see that? He talked no. about this, he, no, he no. said, like, um, um, basically the same thing Alpha just said. Um, he's like, I appreciate it. Like they saved the music industry from pirating, but they could, we could be, we could be double, triple wealthier from our royalties if you just put it up from point zero zero seven to point zero one four or something like that. Mm. And he talked about like it would make a huge difference. And then the comment section was like people debating um, how streaming services saved the industry, so they deserve some like Ooh. slack. What's more, let's, let's talk about that. What do you mean, like, in terms of what? Well, because the pirating in late 2000s, as in ah, 2010, was yes, destroying yeah. the industry, and then yeah. it went back up. Yeah. Um, I saw lately, like, you know how podcasts are usually free? Yeah. And then I've seen a few select people that I've been following, like, start charging people a subscription because they're taking the power into their own hands, and a lot of their fans are getting, like, angry about it, but they worked out, like, if a guy's got... 2 million listeners per episode, free mm. listeners, and he decides to to start charging people one pound a month or two pounds a month for them to listen to any episode they want to in full. Mm. Um, he might lose 90% of his audience, but then he has 200,000 people paying him that much a month mm. instead of 2 million and instantly he's making money. So he talked about how like taking power away from the big companies and maybe doing like things like patreon which i'm considering like looking into where like you have that page do you know what patreon is a lot of people a lot of people are telling me to get patreon like t- like literally i've got like 50 people telling me to start yeah a patreon. so it's basically like it's really clever way of you set a price people could pay you a monthly fee and they get x amount of things or they could pay you a yearly fee and maybe you give them two unreleased tracks a year 
Well, basically, it's 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 a members only club for people that want to be part of your thing and they're donating money to you, and then you can give them little either videos. So I was thinking of maybe putting up like unreleased stuff or maybe doing like tutorial videos on there or like um i don't know i don't know i don't really know like something that can utilize getting more money somehow but mm. for people that want to support mm. think, think about what you're doing right now yeah mm. so you know that song from nothing stuff you do yeah, yeah. Exactly. like it's just little bits of stuff artists are all doing it now in quarantine yeah yeah but this is the sort of thing you know you kind of could be doing if you had sort of a Patreon account. Yeah. I see like um Erica Erica Badu ba, Badu doing like <laughs> a flipping um yeah. she did like a live stream um concert thing. Yeah. But I think she did it to her own sort of um through her own portal and stuff, and people oh, had sick. to pay to get in and stuff like that. Um, I think artists are you know starting to do. I think that stuff is helpful, but. Because it's not all together and it's, it just enables everyone to sort of do their own thing. That's the good thing about the internet. Yeah. But there's still the huge sort of giants that it's like you're almost scared to leave because it's like you will, what will happen if I leave this platform? Can I sort of make it on my own? Do you know what I mean? I had, yeah. I had if, a conversation. If, if these platforms ain't supporting Exactly. Me. I don't know if you guys have the same conversations, but I had a, I had a, I had a conversation with my managers um, and we, we had not a debate. It was a debate, but like about the idea of releasing music and how people are such, an, such a chokehold where we have to think, you have to think about the giants, you know, the Apple Music, the Spotify's in everything that you do releasing music whereas on the platform because it can, it can then dictate other releases that come in afterwards. And I'm just like, rah, that's like, it's so mad how much power and strength and that to the point where you're having to think about where music's mm. going, like what it, like, how to relate to people, how to get onto playlists, like all these things that you've got to yeah, factor in. You've got to play the game to some extent if you want to like promote your album properly because because these guys kind of have a lot of power, you know. If you want to get on certain playlists, yet you know, have to do a little praying emoji, <laughs> Insta story, you know, the classic stuff like that. Um, <laughs> the classic man manager's question, can you do a little praying emoji for this company? Do you, um, on the topic of uh, albums, um, Alpha, you released a joint project with Richard Spaven last Friday, 44th Move. Yeah, man. How, move. How, how was that in terms of releasing like, two collaboration projects in two weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah man. Two That's crazy. Labels, That's um, it's crazy, yeah. Dropped in the same same day as well. <laughs> Yours dropped 24th, yeah, right? Yeah, 24th, 24th. Yeah. Um, yeah, Congratulations. So neat. Safe man, it's an it's an EP. It's more of an introduction, introductory sort of thing. I'm trying to put my, I don't know. I'm all. I've been a, I've been a different revenue stream guy. Like mm. as in like I, I don't ever want to just have one thing yeah. that I'm doing and have that be be all, be the be all and end all. So I Why? like start and I have different interests. The thing is, I get I get sort of bored and, mm. but also it's safer. So in a weird way. Because I get bored, it helps me. Why is it safe? Why is it safer? It's safer for it's me to, to have name. like, yeah, to have different, um, different things I can always go into. If if my stuff starts slowing down, or if, even if, or if my interest doesn't lie there, or if that's not pulling in whatever I need it to pull in or whatever, mm. I can put more focus in this project. I can go in this project, put more effort in that one, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, I think it's I think. It's not safe now, as in like, 
it's basically I'm breaking myself up into pieces mm. um, while I'm doing well. So I think about that a lot. Like, you know, I'm me as Alpha Mist, yeah, I'm doing it's quite strong or whatever. And then I'm just sort of breaking myself off piece by piece to do a lot of side things. Yeah. But for me, I feel like if I was stuck doing the same thing for the next 10 years, mm. Mm. I'd just be bored. Like the, the last um, three to, the last years of touring, just playing, I have to change up my set every, like yeah, that's, that's like what I, every, I, I, I find mad. Alpha, Alpha, Alpha doesn't have the same set every night. Alpha can change his set on the night on the day which I find mad mm. I've like whenever I have when I go on tour I don't know about you um, Jordan and Tom when I go on tour that is the set My, maybe a one or two songs can go mm. but you can you literally can change the entire run so Alpha you, you, it's the same songs but you switch other order right no 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 I, cho- I bring in different oh, songs I have different like songs. I have three or four songs that I must play every night <laughs> stuff like that That's these are like the biggest songs or the songs with I don't know, Kaya singing or like, there's certain yeah, tunes yeah. where I'm like, I've got to play these three or four, but I've got like 10 tunes in my, um, you know, 10 to ten to 12 tunes in my set. And because of the amount of music I've released, I can sort of go like and pick whatever on the night. So yeah, basically there's a WhatsApp group where I put in a set sort of like, Half an hour before we go on stage. That's so mad. <laughs> and then Jamie goes and transcribes the whole song. Like, like oh no! <laughs> honestly, honestly, I like that, man. Honestly, That's a good idea, man. I, it's I, good doing it like that because you don't get bored, man. You no, don't. Not, I can't. I, I, can't, I do can't do that with do my that. show. But but if it, if my show was more relaxed and there was less production and stuff, then it would suit it, man. Yeah. Um, I I'm yeah. I, I I think I think that works, man. We toured like last year. We toured Australia, then Asia, and then we t- toured those places first. It was like seventeen shows just in those places, and um, the band and I were like changing it up every night. And we were like, we would play seventy percent, not as much as Alpha, but we were like most of the set was the same. But yeah. every so often, I was like, how about I'm just going to extend this session in the live show, and we got to the Japan one of these Japan encores. And I told everyone, I was like, none of you are going to know this song. Let's see how you go. And then I just went up and, and started playing it. Um, and then, it, but I'd never done that before, but it was the fourth show mm. of like a double show. So we're like all joking around, feeling loose. But anyway, we yeah, get man. back to Europe and similar to Tom, we had, I had like lights to be programmed and I had all this stuff and it got to a point where the set, it wasn't running to a track or anything, but it was like, we had to do the same set order so the light transitions were the same and I wouldn't talk between specific songs because the light would be down and nah. it got to a point where it became very like professional production, very rigid and um, it made me think, I, I, I lost a bit of enjoyment of doing that whole European tour, like very same set. Is it is it worth it? Is is it worth is it worth losing enjoyment for for the sake of some? Well, the product looked the, the product looked like a lot better. It looked super pro. Like, but there must but there must be but there must be like a um a, a, a mid like a a, a middle what's it, what's it? Uh, yeah I think having a, happy, a medium yeah a happy medium having, having like, like everything including the lighting engineer and sound engineer like everything is not improvised what's it called on the go so they yeah. have to react rather yeah, than like better. I like, know my mixing engineer works for another artist where he like at the chorus of this specific song he has to hit this swing and then the whole channels change and all the effects come in and like it has to be perfect and like it's not like he can write it 
Yeah, because my thing is this, yeah, Tom, when you go on tour with, with Yusuf, like Yusuf's whole vibe is quite improvised, no? So then surely you, you're not going to want it to be too rigid. It won't, it won't be like a Tom Miss show. It'll be, it'll be more free, right? A Tom Miss show is, 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 is free. I mean, there's, there's a lot of improvisation within the set. It's just uh, this, the tracks generally, you know, if I do a tour, we normally work out a journey in terms of the set. It tells a story, you know, the kind of energy levels that, you know, I want, I, we worked out beforehand. And then, but within that, there's level for improvisation. Okay, you know, so there's a lot so of solos, so there's a lot of stuff. And I, I feel like it's really important to have some spontaneity within the set because it makes... I enjoy it more and then I feel like that comes across and and energy's better. Um, but yeah, with Yusuf, I think it will be similar. I still want to work out a track order and stuff. But there'll be within that, there'll be space for improvisation. Mm. Mm. Fair play. Um, I did that, I saw it on that same sort of Japan stretch. We did, there was this one night where like we were playing really well and I sort of, started freestyling these lyrics and I was changing cause and the band was following me nice. and it was really fun. And then we had the double show like 40 minutes later. I was like, I'm going to do that section again. I'm not going to decide what's going to happen. And basically after doing that freestyle section, like 10 times, it became a, a forced idea now. And then I started, <laughs> to, I didn't freestyle, but like I just, it became a point where I was like, that's really good there. The crowd loves it. I'm yeah. going to do it. And then instantly yeah, when yeah, I yeah. decided, I was like, well, now it's not as fun. I was not taking that <laughs> risk anymore. So I envy you. I was yeah, with man. Alpha when he was backstage deciding the set list like 20 minutes before. I'm like, this is insane. I, I wouldn't, yeah. we wouldn't be having this conversation. Everyone would know. Yeah, but I, I, I envy that. I envy that freedom. There are little things I can do to enjoy the set more. Like like in the show, um, I had a show in Bangkok and, and we all went off stage for a costume change and put on... <laughs> these Thai, bo- Thai boxing shorts. Oh, sick. And like, oh, and sick. so we all came out. Um, I brought my dad out on that show. We got the crowd to see him happy birthday. And like, little things like that yeah. made it quite, uh, it stood out from the other yeah, shows. Mem- memorable. Know. Memorable. Yeah. So I always try and have little things, just say some, some dumb shit on stage or something. And, and, you know, little things like that as well. Yeah, yeah man. How's the, um, how's that response to the album been anyway? Been good, man. Um, Mate, not, yeah, not getting a, I, a number one album, baby. Let's talk about that. A number. Oh one. yeah, yeah. Bob, he's, Guys, he's on, if you're listening to this, buy the vinyl, <laughs> stream it because bro, I need to stay uh, in the charts. Bro, Jordan, the guy has sold the most, number three. He's number three in the charts, but he's like on the course to maybe be a number one in the really? country. It's probably because no one's releasing albums, <laughs> at the moment, but I'm gonna milk this opportunity. <laughs> no, oh, you gotta stream it. You gotta stream take it. what you can get, bro. Top five release. Yeah, yeah. Get. So we're number three at the moment. Um, Fucking hell, is that better than geography? Second, yeah. second yesterday. Dualipa's first. Oh shit, Louis, that's Louis, really hard. She uh, dropped as well. Capaldi's third. Capaldi never but leaves the fucking charts, bro. Now Fucking give third. us a break, That's bro. the thing, man. The only reason Jesus. I'm in the charts is because we sold a bunch of vinyls and that, that all counts towards the week of the, the charts. Yeah. So basically, that's how we've made it. But it's jokes that we're, we're sandwiched between Lewis uh, and... Do a lipper, man. That's it's insane, like, man. It's so random. It's Holy so fuck. So has it exceeded your expectations? Has it ex- ex- exceeded your expectations? Well, that that doesn't mean anything because it's looked, obviously when not Alpha busy week. You, that, you looked pensive and things you, like that. You didn't look fully comfortable. What? When Alpha was like, "How's it going?" You were sort of like pensive, like, "Yeah." Oh man, it's been stressful. It's been oh, really, really stressful. Actually, tell me, you know, tell. Okay. Um, I've got the kind of emotional. Um, burden of releasing an album what it feels like I, 
I think when I released Geography, I didn't really know what to expect. And um, it was my first sort of big album. I, and that caught me by surprise. But with this one, I had certain expectations. And, and um, I think it was a bit of a, maybe an anti-climax in, in some ways. Oh, shit. In terms of um, what? In terms of response? Well, maybe... You know what? Maybe it's because it's a weird time to be releasing music, mm-hmm. and 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 I have all day to be reading tweets and yeah, reviews yeah, yeah. and stuff. Definitely. Normally, I'd, I'd be on tour, I'd be busy, I'd be doing promo. Yeah, you said that last week. Um, I, think I, I, I saw, I saw you, t- I saw you tweet about a review, and I and, yeah, I, and, I, and, I, and I was like, for Tom to tweet about a bad review, that must have got to you. So, what was said, and why, and why did it make you upset? Um, yeah, reviews have been mixed on the album actually. Had quite a few bad ones. Um, this uh, there's one from Enemy, and she was just kind of saying like, it felt like a big jam session, and like she, you know, um, wasn't really into it and things like that. And and I guess you know, a review is just one person's opinion, and they just type it up. Exactly. But like, but it's funny because that that sounds like someone who obviously doesn't understand what we're trying to do with this project. You know, it it, it is a big jam session. We record jams and then kind of produce them into songs and stuff but I just thought it was silly man and I, st- I stalked the reviewer and, um, <laughs> and she only goes to like indie rock gigs yeah and I'm just thinking how is this 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 girl who only goes to indie rock gigs writing a review of an album like this yeah. it's just when did she get when, so when, far, when, did she, you know? when did she get the album um so this was actually the night before the album came out it was it was like 11.50pm oh, and um, I read that review and I was like oh, fuck it I just horrible. ruined my night it was like that a bad is, view of the album I was you know that is horrible the it was horrible um, it was yeah man it actually you know because it's funny last last episode or, or the episode before I was like oh yeah you know I, I was kind of saying how I don't care what other people think <laughs> they won't change what I think about the album <laughs> and then actually you know what it hurts. It hurts. Yeah, it, does. it hurts hearing people. <laughs> you see, you see. Um, it's always, it's always that one, one tweet oh, or one, te- yeah, one comment. Man, that, like, that's so funny. The guy was that's adamant. The thing, man. I got, I got. An, yeah, it's, it's a social media sort of phenomenon where you will have ninety five percent positive comments. Yeah, bro. Probably even more. And you will look and at that one. You will look at that one, and you'll fixate on that. For the oh, rest mate. of the day, that's It'll it. Kill your whole day. Oh, that's the end. When it's like, <laughs> yeah. imagine you fixated on. And on I've grown a slightly tougher you know I mean? skin. Yeah. Since that review, I've seen a few more bad ones, and it doesn't. You know, that's the norm now. I'm kind of okay with it. But that first one, man, was just like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's <laughs> fucking. Especially because it's it's it, they got that sneaky preview listen before it dropped, and yeah, then man. they released like yeah. a bad a bad take on it. And the quality of like. Some of these reviews, man, are just so, so dog shit. Man. Like what? What, the, the, what makes the, it a bad quality? Like review? just, just the, like these people have not done their research on 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 the, on the project and the and the situation. You know, they'll be name dropping people, just spelling their names wrong. It's like they've written this in in five minutes. It's kind of just you know, raising that question of what is the importance of music journalism, and 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 reviews these days. You know, because because, do fans give a shit about what what some random reviewer says about the music? No. Of course no. not. No, well, I, 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 man, it's funny because I've never met, I've never been in, what's it called? Unison with everyone believes the same thing about this specific topic. But personally, I think, I think like we were getting requests a couple of years ago for Wallflower, someone going, hey, Jordan, like we're doing you a favor doing this interview. Um, can you please retweet our interview? 
And I was like, but I, I was happy to answer the questions, but I thought that the artist is doing the reviewer or the, the interviewer a favor by giving them their time yeah. to talk about like their, their, their album in like deep and deep concept. And then they're like acting as if they're doing you a favor, but they're getting 10 clicks to the, but then, to, the but then, like, to, to, to play devil's advocate. It, it, are, are they wrong for saying it's bad? What do you mean, like freedom oh, of speech? Yeah, I, I, are yeah. you playing? Are you playing devil's advocate? Not to what Jordan just said. No, yeah, no, no, not so. Not no, to yeah. what Jordan said. Okay, I'm okay. just, just, in, just in general because I'm like, if 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 I don't like the album, and I think the album's terrible, then I think the album's terrible. Am I? Am I like? Because I think it's. I saw. You know what it is. I saw. You're not wrong. Yeah, okay. I saw. No, they're they're not wrong, man. But it's about knowing the the context and trying to understand. Uh, where they're coming from yeah. and reviewing them because if say if I, I review a dubstep album and I hate dubstep yeah. then I'm not the guy to review the album because cause I don't know the context I don't know what's good within dubstep I, do you know what I mean and and the fact that there was that that quote about her saying it sounds like they're just jamming you know it, and she said that in a negative way yeah um, I just feel like that's a lack of understanding understanding mm. yeah but then yeah okay yeah so, but okay. i think i think more what barney's um trying to say is like say i drop a jazz album and i get yeah. reviewed by a jazz guy yeah and then oh that's, that's the fine, jazz guy yeah. says it's horrible <laughs> and i think my album is sick do you know what i'm saying so yeah i think i think opinions can still be even if that's their field they they can still have an opinion that differs to yours like heavily as well and that's yeah. a thing where it's just like, of course. Some sometimes it's like that's why you got to take these things with like a grain of salt. These these um these 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 reviews, man. But both, but, but both, um, but, 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 but both. I, I think if, if you're gonna do that, you got to do it both positive and, and negatively. Because the same way that you can be like upset if somebody says your your album's terrible, is the same way you shouldn't get too gassed if if, if somebody says your album's great. Then right, is that the same thing if it's a re- reviews? Well, hundred percent. Get gassed. <laughs> you can't, well, then, then it goes against. Then it then it kind of goes against the idea of like. Yeah, I mean, basically, if you, you should try and stick with the concept that if you love it, then yes, then you love it, you know, and don't you know. I think that's yeah. The guy from Tame Impala was like, I think I don't know if one of you guys told me this, but he was like, um, he always thinks it's good that an album can split the crowd. Like either you'll absolutely love it, or yeah. someone will. Um, someone won't really dig it and that's what he sort of wants to do like divide people and make them really make a decision yeah about it i like that man a lot of legendary albums were very divisive when they came out you know reviews would be terrible sometimes and like people hated david bowie when he was doing his thing um and then it just kind of like look at him now yeah i I just yeah it's still tough though basically that's that's the point is that it's it can it's still a difficult thing to to face um, when people are like judging your work in such a horrible, way. I think just being an artist is quite exposing, isn't oh, it? You man. Know, you're putting yourself out there, yeah. um, and you know you're it's a, it's a piece of yourself in some some extent. But I am really happy with how it's gone down. I'm, yeah. I sound like I'd be negative, but I got I got I got I got a message from so I do a, I do a I got a show on Instagram Live called it New, New Music Friday where I uh, review music with like like supporters and stuff it's a good show it's a good show tune in every uh, every Friday 2pm uh, if you're listening to this but yeah so I got a message from somebody that I uh, kind of uh, wasn't the most positive about their song and I got a message from them being like oh like 
Is it um, their personal song or is it yeah, their song choice? No, no, as in somebody that... So somebody's had sent their song in. to, to And you played it. So, yeah, the, the, the premise of New Music Friday is that <clears throat> I go on Instagram Live and I get people to send me music and then, like, we review it together, um, like, songs and stuff. And then we make it put into a playlist. And if it makes it, it goes into a playlist. And if it doesn't, oh, then it doesn't. It's, it's, ah. I think Alpha and Tom have both watched it. It, 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 it can be quite brutal. But it can be quite great when everybody loves the song. It's wicked, but when someone doesn't like the song, then it's a bit. Shit! So you got the whole mob attacking someone's song. It's not. <sighs> is it attacking their song? Alpha? Oh, well, I mean, if they're like this is shit singing sort of thing. Yeah, I, yeah, pretty much. Shit, it, 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 that's some depth. Right there. <laughs> I, I feel like you need to pick. You need. To, it's your responsibility to pick songs that are not gonna get trashed. I, well, I, I don't know in it because I'm just seeing. Because that's deep. I'm just seeing names. I, I don't listen to. I'm listening to it for the first time. With them, so that oh, I'm cool, seeing a name of the song. That's cool, though. Then I write, right. then I write oh, okay. it, and then I review it as I'm listening to it. Yeah. So I don't listen to anything that I don't, I haven't had like. Oh shit! So anyway, tell us the story about this. So yeah, so this, ah. this artist that I played was like, oh, like I'm really, like I'm really hurt by your reviews. Like I'm a big fan, and like to hear you kind of say that um, upset me. Um, and yeah, and I was like, oh, Pete, I, I don't know what to say. like. What can you say? Like I don't really know. Shit. What? So, what were people saying? Were they? It, it, was it, it wasn't a great constructive feedback, or well, just... I tried to be constructive, and it was, it was constructive. It was just more so like it didn't sound good. It wasn't. Uh, it, well, there was not enough effort in the lyrics. It wasn't a lot of effort in the flow. You know what I'm saying? And so, that was, was it rapping? Mix. It was rapping, yeah. Um, wow. Maybe there was there was effort. Yeah, that's the same. Maybe, and, that, and that's what I realised that maybe they, there was effort and maybe they had been trying to rap for ages and I've just kind of come and just like shat from a height on their song that they released. Do you think people need, like if a friend came to you, do you think they deserve the truth or do you think they deserve the ignorance of bliss? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> that video, that video is so creased. What, of the, of the Alpha's one? Of the guy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy um, <laughs> saying this to my beat that I made. That is jokes. But... Oh, to be honest, I gotta say I've never given someone bad criticism. That's because you hate confrontation, Jordan. Yeah, I know, but I'm, so I'm, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I um, if like if 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 my friend from Brisbane sends me a song and be like, "Man, it's so good to see you in London doing your thing." Like, I've started making music. What do you think? I like never highlight any of the potential weaknesses that's, that's, yeah, that's terrible same here that's man bad, no though. same here that, do you, you think, know what no, that's what I'm saying if do you it's think bad it's better, I'd be like sounds cool man that's terrible to, to, to do you not... think it's better to be honest and let them know versus... there, there's ways of being honest but then you shouldn't lie and say it's good if it's terrible that's, that's I, I... what about if you say sounds cool it's not does it, it doesn't sound cool it doesn't sound cool <laughs> like, it doesn't sound cool so then no it's still a lie because my thing is that if, if they go away and be like yo my brother Jordan or Tom or Alpha or Barney said this was great. Listen to this and it's shit. That's how people end up on the X Factor and singing terribly because they're oh, like, shit, everyone's yeah. gassed them. You know what? That is true. Actually, end up the, the parents say you're, saying so you're great, but it's not even just the parents. Um, it's also like so. I've got. A, I don't know if I told. I said this on the podcast before, but I was on Britain's Got Talent. I told you this. What? What? Alpha, <laughs> you know this, right? No. Send send that video. You'll never. You'll never find it. It will never be found. I'm digging that good, out. I'm digging good, that good out. Good luck. Um, but yeah, so what the thing about those um, talent shows are um, is that there's like three stages before you even get in front of the judges. So you, you, you've you met, had a phone conversation with a producer. You've got into like a audition to like talk to another producer on a TV show. And then there's another one. And then you get to see the judges. So when people are going on to these shows, they've met loads of people up to that point. 
that I've gassed them up to feel that they're, that they're good. So when they get there, it's not just like, that's why they're heartbroken because they think like, oh, I'm great. Right, like, I'm, yeah, exactly. So I just kind of feel like it's a similar thing in terms of like, if, you, if you're lying, because you're lying, if, it's, if you think it's shit, it's a lie. Did they gas you up? Ah, oh, bro. I got, I, I got through to be fair. I did, I did, I did, I did stand up. What? What? Yeah, bro. I did stand up. This is some, some exclusive information here, baby. Sadly, Alpha had some technical difficulties and had to um, part for the rest of the podcast uh, because he's struggling with some internet problems. So we're going to have to carry on without him, but he will be sorely missed. Uh, that track was a track from Gustav Holmberg, a song called Young Boy. Um, I think oh, yeah. I'm trying to get some info. He's from Sweden. Very cool. Beautiful Swedish place. Baby. Yeah, man. Great place. 
inspired by Nick Nick Drake. I was gonna say it. It had a bit of that like Nick Drake's first album. In vibes for me. Knowledge, musical knowledge. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I liked. I, I nice, liked, nice, I really nice voice. <clears throat> and yeah, I, we, I love like hearing an acoustic guitar with atmospheric non. They're basically a, a fake sound with an acoustic organic sound. It's always a nice blend. Mm, yeah. yeah, I think he had a great voice. Just like, like a nice little tone to his voice that was quite honest and earnest, which was nice and pure, yeah. which I liked. Um, so yeah, yeah like it. yeah, with delicate Alpha liked it as well, but obviously Alpha's not here. Yeah. And pour some. We're gonna pour some. I like pour it. some. Uh, Pour some Hennessy on the floor for Alpha. <laughs> right now, pour one up for the homies. Um, but yeah, all right, cool. So we're going to get into the music section. Can I go first? Yeah, go, bro. Cool. This is my selection. Lovely. I woke up, put the phone down, put the mic up, said the first thing that came to mind. I got to write much. That's a lie, we all know it. Making beats, doing it so I can show my people that I'm growing. I don't cry much. I love my people when I'm in their presence. Nothing like community. I don't lie much. That's a present gift. I'm unwrapping. I'm unlearning. Trip. Jazz cigarettes. I'm never done burning. I get the one turning. Start a new chapter. And that's a testament. A little lesson for the rest of them. Running off an old model. Trying to get some new results. I unfollow. A slow flower. A go-getter, never been a no-shower Said this verse with my eyes closed I smell the scent through my nose I don't practice, I rehearse it at the live show A young Miles, but what do I know? I don't know much I go through a lot And I ain't blowing up the spot To throw it all away, you gotta know what you got A lot of secrets that escape me Living up to my potential where it takes me We all scared of the top We all scared if we flop We won't be riding these break beats like H Street I need a lease for the next 10 I feel like I'm destined Need a bird as my best friend I buy the book so I can follow the plot It's not a follow up to whether or not This is own shit Pistol grip pump with the chrome grip A lot of people tripping I tell them don't slip I tell them don't get shot Tell them freestyle fellowship, bullies off the block The streets are watching and they hide Watch what you say, the jealous watch when you drop I don't know much I don't know much I think although great new ideas are usually articulated by individuals They're nearly always generated by communities Great matter was evidence with unlearning um evidence um, i think i played an evidence song before um he's from a group called uh, dilated peoples um 
And and yeah, what do you what do you guys think? I liked it, man. Thought I love this flow. Really nice yeah. flow. Um, like the sound of his voice. Beat was nice. Yeah, man. He's cool. I've never yeah. heard of him before. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like I liked his. Uh, I really liked like the character of his sound, like the literally the sound of his voice mm. and the beat. Um, it's refreshing now. I've decided I want to somehow dedicate a couple of days next week because Barney got me to make a beat for him recently. Yes, he did, um, baby. And it was it was fun to just be like, this is four bars. I'm just going to loop it for two and a half minutes, and that is what the whole song is. Jordan, you can send me all of the loops that you possibly want in the world, brother. And um, and where's my loops? This oh, so sending me out me loops, bro. <laughs> you, you can make you those beats already, yeah, mate. You, you don't rap, bro. But this is like one of those beats. It's just a nice vibe, bro. Like that, that's 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 why I played it. Like um, I've been making a mixtape um in a week, um so like literally, <clears throat> been in my room recording myself, um like doing it all myself, mixing all that kind of stuff, and I'm just like getting ob- like absolutely obsessed with um with like that idea and how simple it is, and I think there's something quite honest and earnest about sim- simplicity. With, with with rapping and I think this song kind of proves it. Nothing really changes. Um, it kind of just sets up perfectly for a story and a narrative, and it's all about his voice and his flows and that kind of thing. Um, so that's why I played it. Um, yeah, and I'm a big, I'm a big fan. Um, but yeah, so yeah, cool man, cool. Sick. Right, sick. I'll go next. Yeah. Alright, wicked. See.
that was a track called Banksters by Ed O'Brien. And he's uh, one of the guitarists from Radiohead and he's responsible for doing quite a lot of like the atmosphere and textures in the band and like the soundscapes mm. and stuff. And this is his first uh, solo album. And um, I'm not actually mad about this song, but I just thought it was interesting. Because <laughs> he, <laughs> he's part of Radiohead and it's interesting to hear that sound. You know, someone who contributes. <laughs> Why are you creeping? Someone who contributes to the to that sound. Um, I like his voice it. is. I really like his it. voice is a little bit. I thought it's questionable. Sick. I know what you mean. Okay. Yeah. You can hear his sound in oh. Radiohead, though. You can, that, man. Don't really, don't, don't really like that song, but um, <laughs> I'm not mad about it. But I thought it was an interesting one. He might be off. He might be off. Um, it might be other things, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Fink influences. There's definitely His voice. Yeah, there's I think Fink is influenced by Radiohead, who's. Ah, okay. That's probably it. That would make more sense. Yeah, that would make more sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, but he's yeah. he's from. Um, he, he lives in Brazil and he's been quite inspired by Brazilian is rhythms he? and things like that. So okay. if you listen to the album, there's Brazilian rhythms, which you wouldn't expect with this kind of music. Sick. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't sold on the song. I really liked it. I really liked it. I love the outro actually. Maybe I'm free. Barney was dancing throughout the whole thing. I was dancing for that the whole thing. Um, I wish that people could see. One time we'll do like a special episode where people can see us. Well, yeah, we just screen grab the the thing and yeah, one day we'll do it, and so people can see how how ridiculous our. Uh, recording of this podcast is um, yeah I wasn't sold on it um, uh, yeah like, it was fine it just felt a little bit like <laughs> didn't think it would be your cuppa like nothing uh, listen man's culture didn't it man knows about different kinds of music <laughs> innit no but I, you know what it felt like it felt like an old guy yeah your mate's dad yeah my mate's dad exactly he's in a band pub. yeah exactly. he's in a pub in his band and like He's like wearing like his like like jeans with like shoes. You know when old men like wear like jeans and shoes. Jeans and joggers. They think they call in Australia. <laughs> they think they think it's like really wavy. Like wearing like church shoes and like jeans. Oh, that's like, shit. Really yeah, cool. man. <laughs> like, yeah, man. That's what I felt like. That's Radiohead's like, age, man. Like, yeah, but obviously he's a G in it. Like he's he's Radiohead. Um, but yeah, I, per- I would not be playing that song again. Um, <laughs> in, oh, in, I'm gonna check it out, man. That's my sort check of check the album. Check the album. Mm-hmm. That, you know what? That should be the coronavirus <laughs> song after lockdown's over. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah. Alpha leaves the podcast for five minutes and it just turns into absolute madness. Um, cool. I'll play um, my song. Well, what we're uh, going to do is I'll play my song We'll maybe say goodbye and then we'll play Alpha's song to finish it off and then he can do his bit that he's talking yes. about at the end. There you go. So I'm going to play my song right now, everybody. Hope you enjoy. You took out that money that your mama had saved She told me she kept it for running away Oh my Fortunes can change You've picked up some tricks that you learned on your way Change. Oh my 
you lost your faith We landed on rocks and that's partly to blame We wandered the landscape in this unbearable pain Oh my, your fortune can change At least we agree that we've wasted our time Give up the hope that we'll meet down the line Better off measured in coffee and wine I think on it fondly, now the truth can be told Some love is ancient and it lives on in your soul A fortune that never grows old You spent all that money that your mama had saved She kept it for running away Never quite found the right way to say I'm sorry my darling My mind it has been changed Release me from this unbearable So ends a story I had hoped to change I had to release us from this unbearable pain And promise we won't come here again That was a track by Laura Marling called Fortune, not Auto-Tune. And uh, it's, i got to say, my bias will say potentially track of the week. You've had a bad run, Jordan, but with Chats of I, the Week. I loved it, but I couldn't stop hearing, baby, um, <laughs> 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 I no, her she's, voice is stunning, man. What's her background? Like, who, who, like, who is? Cause I don't know much about her. I, I don't know anything about her. So she what's was her like, voice? she was a not child. She basically, when she was eighteen, she blew up with a song you probably do know because I don't know much about her history as well. Mm. And she's released like seven albums in the last nine years, so she's like pumped him out. Wow. And she got slowly and slowly more left as the years, which is which I think is really cool. And. um I sort of think of her, I know that it's totally irrelevant, but I always compare people. It's like 
to me, she is like the Leanne Lahavas voice of this mm. world. Yeah. Of the mm. world where like Leanne in the soul world, everyone it's undeniable. She's like everyone thinks of her as like the best singer. Yeah. And I think in this world, Laura is easily the best, in my opinion, the best singer. And, and I that's, personally that folk, prefer that her folk, voice. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. But yeah. not just not soul music. I prefer her voice to Leanne's anyway. Big contra- controversial statement, but I'm I'm like in love with Leanne in terms of just in general. Like that's that. Uh, so there's not much you can say. And I'm actually quite offended that you'd ever talk about Leanne in that. I'm joking. Um, I think Leanne's a bit <laughs> No, no, yeah. I think I think this 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 um this lady was incredible. And like yeah, there's there's something about the. You see how the fan choice that we chose today um, had that kind of purity to his voice. She's taking it to like another level, and then technique as yeah. well, adding onto that, which is like Very kind of just, cut, cuts, just cuts through, like, um, and then you just Who, kind of just focused on, on her and, and and the song. Who's that legendary? Um, Joni Mitchell. Left Joni, Mitchell. Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell. Yeah. Joni Mitchell. Yeah. She sounds. She inspired. Yeah, yeah. She says she is. She said she yeah. is. Yeah. Definitely. Must which be. again is fine because it'd be cool to sound like Joni. Hey. Definitely. Brought that back round. Bring it back round, yeah. baby. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to say goodbye to you all now. It's been nice to see you. And Alpha will play his song and do his nice mm. message at the end. Thank you so, for everyone yeah. that's been listening to our... To our Keep um, sending in your music. To the podcast. Keep sending in the music. We've grown a lot. Uh, buy Tom's album so he can get to number one. Don't forget to buy it. Yeah, buy it on vinyl <laughs> or stream it. Have you liked it? Keep, keep me in the charts. This is the most interesting Tom has been in the podcast ever. This is him giving the keep push. Keep Tom in the charts. <laughs> Industry Tom. This is I'm it. calling That's to my great. missionaries. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, in a bit, guys. Have a good one. See you later, guys. Peace, guys. Peace. Peace out. Bye. Will you scrutinize, see the faults in my design? If I'm flawed, then I'm diamond.
might try and doubt me, but they know I'm marvel. That's when I will ask you, does this entrance you? Cause there'll be days when the world feels heavy, I get bit. Days I wanna end, so I ain't staying up late. Days that feel hard, but I'm numb to the pain. But will you still believe what more you gave for me? While I lay on the sofa, will you pray for me? While my days never sober, will you stay with me? Will you wait for me? I've been isolated for time, it's plain to see. Will you wait for me? While I lay on the sofa, will you pray for me? While my days never sober, will you stay with me? Or will you wait for me? a tune by an artist called Eclipse um, called Wait For Me shout out to Eclipse, he's from my area this tune's off of a two part project called Lucy's that is sort of a community um, coming together of uh, people from the underground scene making tunes basically and uh, making like a compilation of two projects, came out in the space of uh, a few days actually, volume one and volume two. So yeah, I just thought I'd shine a bit of light on that. Um, yeah, it's always good to see something positive come out of this um, whole quarantine stuff, this whole quarantine situation. Uh, shout out to Kieran Booth, who's also on that project, who does the Are We Live artwork. Um, yeah, shout out to Lexa Moore, and there's loads of people on that project that I know, or at least know of, or we at least sort of one person away from knowing each other. So big shout out to everyone involved in that project. Yeah, so I'll catch you guys next week. Um, thanks a lot for listening. See you next Wednesday.